Blog Talk Radio. Good day, Hempsters. This is your host, Tyler Hemp with Hemp Aware Radio, coming at you from the west coast of California. Hemp awareness is on the rise, and our mission is activated and in full effect. It's our honor and privilege to have a very special guest on today's hemp episode. It's our first show of the year, Hempy New Year. <clears throat> and uh, since we just have about 30 minutes, we're going to get right into the essentials of running a successful hemp company. And since one of the longest used and biggest selling hemp products on the market is hemp fabrics and textiles, we're going to be getting into some specifics on the benefits and the value of hemp as a fabric and how it differs compared to other textiles. And we're also going to talk a little bit about what it takes to run a hemp company, what, what it takes to succeed and to continue. <clears throat> and um, so today's show is entitled Hemp Entrepreneurs Discuss Hemp Fabrics and Running a Company. So let's get to it. Welcome to the show, Larry. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure Hi, to have Tyler. you on. Yeah, hi, Tyler. Thanks for having me on the show. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, 30 minutes goes by pretty quick, so what I'd like to do is first talk to you about some general questions that I have. Um, I've seen you in this hemp industry for, gosh, it's been over two decades. Is that right? Yeah, I've actually I've been involved in the hemp industry since 1990. It's about 24 years, and I've actually had my company since 1994, so that's about 20 years. Wow. So what are the top three important principles or foundational principles that you live by to, to have a successful company, whether it's hemp or any company? What are those principles for you? Right. Well, one uh, one principle, and it actually applies uh, very well, I and mean, applies to everything, but uh, – uh, more so for hemp, and that is you have to remain focused. Uh, I run into a lot of people that kind of they hear hemp can make paper, you know, fabric, you know, oil, run into your lunch and plastic, and you get people who want to kind of do it all. And really, these are all different sorts of uh, companies, organizations, and ventures people can do. And it's better that you pick one that you really like, uh, one that you may have a talent at, and focus on that and uh, try to do it better than anybody else. Uh, you know, so focus uh, on one sort of uh, service or product is probably the very first uh, advice I give. Uh, the second one is uh, you have to uh, really uh, try to save as much money as possible, especially when you're starting out. Uh, you have to really conserve uh, so, you, you know, you can last it long and get to the point where you're bringing in an income that can sustain the business. So uh, when I first started, I, I did things like I worked out of my apartment, uh, you know, uh, didn't buy a truck when I would rent a truck or equipment when we needed it uh, to secure those times. Uh, my first warehouse was a self-storage unit. Uh, things like that where you just really have to try to save money and uh, you know, don't need to really you know, blow the bank right away when you begin to start a business. Uh, the third one I'd probably say is uh, customer service, and that is when dealing with customers, you do have to be responsible, punctual, and respondent to their needs. You, know, you need to be able to uh, return phone calls and emails as soon as you can. 
uh, be able to give people explanations of things and uh, be able to solve any problems that come along. You always want to maintain a happy customer, uh, you know, an angry customer can really do a lot of damage to a business. So I would say those are some of the three principles that I'd highly recommend if you're starting a hemp business or any business uh, for that matter. Very cool. So staying focused, really understand your niche or find something that you're really good at that you love doing. Number two, make sure you're saving as much money as possible, whether it's working out of your own home or whether it's uh, renting a truck, like you said, if you need to, to haul something big. And then the third uh, principle you said was to make sure you have that customer service down where you're doing the best to follow up in a timely manner, being punctual. And uh, that's awesome. That's really helpful. So if other people, you know, the people that are listening to this show, they're interested in getting into the hemp industry, what would you say that they would need to know before they get started about this specific industry? Well, uh, one thing, probably the very first thing they should know is uh, what are the local laws uh, regarding hemp, you know, is hemp legal to grow uh, in your area, especially if you plan to be a grower. For example, uh, if you're living in Colorado, you actually, it's pretty free to grow hemp. Uh, you know, anyone can begin to grow hemp, any farmer anywhere. It's almost like the Wild West. Uh, if you're in a state like uh, Kentucky, you can grow hemp, but you need to kind of do it through a university at this moment. Same thing with California. So you've got to know those local laws. And then overall, industrial hemp is still somewhat illegal on the federal level, uh, although it's illegal uh, if you're, you know, doing it where it's legalized, but it is legal if you're doing it through a research facility like a university. Uh, I, we all believe these laws are going to change pretty quick, and probably within a year or two, it's going to be fully legal to grow hemp, uh, you know, anywhere in the U.S. or in the state that legalized it. Uh, so, you know, the first thing is you need to know your laws. Uh, the second thing is you need to know kind of where you want to be in all this. Uh, some people, as I mentioned earlier, they get a little bit too scattered. I mean, if you if you're going to be a farmer. You've got to focus on, you know, farm issues. And the typical of any farmer, if you're going to be a, you know, seller of raw materials, you've got to be able to get those raw materials. If you're going to be a manufacturer of a product, you're going to have to be able to have the ability to manufacture that product, you know, including getting all the materials to do that. And, you know, as I said, you've got to stay focused. You've got to kind of stay in your niche, uh, you know, on what level you're on and, you know, what you're doing versus trying to do everything all at once. That totally makes sense. And with that said, the niche that seems to be where you have succeeded the most is the fabric and textile niche. Am I correct? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, I went into this, uh, my first product I ever decided to sell was textiles because, at the time, 20 years ago, it was a product I was able to get. I was able to import it. So uh, I began with the textiles, and I've expanded into mostly other fiber products, such as the hemp twine, hemp yarn, hemp rope, some uh, little bit of hemp apparel. And I've also done, I've done a little bit with some seed products, but not as much as other companies have. 
So with that said, um, you had to learn a lot about the textiles. You have to probably learn about what varieties of hemp are good for textiles. And so do you actually know, is there a specific characteristic that you're looking for for uh, a hemp plant that's made into a fabric versus made into a seed product? Is there something that's distinguished from, you know, one variety versus another? And, and what varieties are those? Yeah, that's a very good question because if, if you are a farmer and you do decide that you want to grow hemp, you're going to have to make the decision. Is it going to be for fiber or is it going to be for seed? Because those are generally the two the two options right now. Uh, the third option, of course, could be flour, uh, but that would be more for things like marijuana, uh, THC, or CBD harvesting. Uh, but if you're going to do the purely industrial hemp, you've got to decide, hey, am I going to grow the plant for seed or am I going to grow it for fiber? If you're growing it for seed, there are certain strains that you're going to want to get that uh, will work very well. And it also depends on the density of your planting. Uh, when you're growing it for seed, you're going to have a lower density of plants. And if you're growing it for fiber, where you'll have a higher density. And the seed varieties will tend to get shorter plants that are a little more uh, bushier, a little more branchier. In the soil, you're going to get more flowers on it, and of course, then you're going to get more seeds uh, overall. When you're growing it in fiber, you're going to be growing it dense, uh, more dense, and you'll end up with a, uh, a taller, slender uh, plant with few branches and the plant will grow very tall. And the fiber is actually just uh, the bark. It's the outer bark of the hemp plant. So, you know, ideally you're going to want a very thin, tall plant to produce the best kind of fiber. Also, uh, you know, deciding which way you're going to go is also going to uh, affect how you're going to harvest the hemp. Uh, certainly harvesting the hemp plant for the seeds is going to be different than harvesting it for the fiber. And uh, that in itself uh, poses its own sorts of challenges right there. Mm-hmm. And is it possible to grow a crop for both purposes? Could you kind of go on in the middle road or is it better to stick to one side? It, it, well, it depends because uh, in, in terms of seed, you're going to only get one type of seed when you're growing it. Uh, let's uh, play that out a little bit more. If you were to grow the hemp or seed, it is possible uh, to be able to harvest the seed. You're going to be left with an entire stock. Now, that entire stock can be chopped down. And from that, you're going to get uh, some uh, actually extra fiber, actually two types of fiber, the outer fiber, which is the long fiber, uh, and you're also going to get the inner fiber, the core fiber, which is actually referred to as hemp herds. Now, each one of those is going to have a little bit of a market. Uh, the herds can be used to make paper, it can be used to make uh, particle board, it can be used to make uh, hempcrete, even uh, divert more diverse products such as charcoal and dynamite can be made from the herds. Uh, but if you're growing the plant or seed and then you get the fiber, the quality of that bark fiber is going to be a lot poorer. Uh, it would probably that uh, bark fiber from the seed can only be used for what we refer to as non-woven purposes. So it would have to be something like uh, insulation, uh, you can use it to make paper, maybe plastics, 
uh, be used uh, to make composites uh, for cars, things of that nature. But if you're going to want to grow the hemp fiber for textiles, twine, yarn, rope, webbing, things like that, where you're going to have to spin it into yarn, you have to grow the hemp for that purpose because the quality of the fiber will be different than the quality of the fiber that you're growing for seeds. Uh, in both cases, whether you're growing it for seed or for uh, the long fiber for textiles, you will get uh, a herd will be a uh, byproduct. And in both cases, the herd will be about the same quality. Well, that's good to know. So if somebody is doing it for seed purposes, they can still uh, benefit by selling the herd for hempcrete or composites, things of that nature. And uh, if they're doing the textiles, they're still going to have that inner core of the plant they can work with. So that's great. Now, what do you expect to happen and and what industries, because obviously hemp can be put into many different markets and many different industries. What do you foresee some of those, uh, you know, successful industries in 2015 or what do you think are going to be those industries that, that, you know, entrepreneurs or people getting into this in- industry should look at maybe investing in? Okay, well, it's all a matter of timing right now. Uh, if Let's say I were a farmer and I wanted to grow hemp in America in 2015. Probably the very first and most lucrative market would be to grow the hemp for seeds that are actually used to grow more hemp. That is, uh, you're not growing the seeds for grain or edible purposes, but you're actually growing it you're actually growing it for uh you know to have the seeds to sell in two thousand and sixteen to other farmers who will want to grow it. That's probably the very first and uh, easiest market that's gonna be out there. Uh after that then uh would be growing uh the hemp the industrial hemp for seeds to be used as grain. There's already a market uh, for the seed oil, the hemp uh, protein powder, the hemp hearts, uh, you know, removing the shell from it, you'll get the hearts. All of those are right now, uh, it, it's an existing market where we're getting most of our seeds uh, from Canada. And American grown hemp could fill, uh, could supply that market. And also, uh, the fact is that we have the equipment that's necessary to harvest the hemp in that way, and uh, have the machinery to press the seeds for oil, or to remove the shell, or do any of the other sorts of things for that. Uh, The last market would probably be for fiber. And and the interesting thing is the fiber is actually the most profitable part. If you grow a high-quality fiber, you'll get more per pound off of that than practically anything else from hemp. But you need, one, a very good-quality market of fiber uh, to use for textiles, and you're going to have to uh, have the means to remove the bark from the stock of the plant. That's referred to as decortication. And we seem to be lacking uh, coordination plants in North America at this time. Mm, so if hemp does, or when hemp becomes legal in the United States, do you feel that the cost of hemp fabrics will go down? Because that is one concern that many people have. 
It may. It's kind of weird what's going to happen. Uh, a number of people are hoping we'd actually make the textiles here, but America doesn't have much of a textile industry right now, and that would require millions of dollars of investment. What's more likely is we will plan to harvest the fiber here. As, uh, in America, we can probably grow the hemp, harvest the hemp, and collect the fiber cheaper than anywhere else in the world. That fiber then can be sent by boat, uh, ocean freight, back to Asia, where it can easily be turned back into textiles, which we're already doing it at this moment. And that will probably be something that I'm going to try to pursue. Uh, the people in China are very happy. Yeah, well, uh, the reason it will probably work is we're already uh, California and America, we grow cotton. Which we, that we do send back to Asia to be made into textiles and uh, or anti things like that that they don't have. There is a market for it, and my suppliers in China would love to use American-grown hemp. Uh, it's a very good uh, marketing strategy. And, and we believe by having it done in America, it will be able to be, uh, the price will go down, we'll be able to make it uh, at less of a cost and uh, you know, it will be American-made hemp. That's great. That's awesome. So are hemp textiles superior to other textiles such as cotton or flax or wool or synthetic fibers? And well, uh, yeah, uh, sometimes if we're just talking about quality characteristics, I would not say that hemp is necessarily superior or inferior to other uh, products like cotton or flax. It's just a little different. Uh, each fiber has its own unique properties, and each one will excel in certain areas that, uh, are, which uh, reflect those properties. For example, hemp is one of the strongest of all natural fibers. It's much stronger than cotton. And it also has a very low uh, percent elongation. That means it won't stretch at all when you pull on it. So uh, those are really good properties. Strength and low stretch are excellent for fabrics that could be used for upholstery. Uh, so in that property, in, in that area, hemp is actually better than cotton. On the other hand, cotton fibers tend to be a little bit finer. They're a little stretchier. They uh, you know, have a little more grip to them. So you're able to get uh, usually slightly softer uh, fabrics right now from cotton that uh, are a little more, it's easier to make knits and stretch fabrics out of cotton, uh, where they seem to be able to do a little bit better uh, than hemp. Although, as we move on technology-wise, uh, we are able to improve on the hemp and blend hemp with other fibers, such as cotton, such as recycled poly, where we can get uh, some of the characteristics we need and still incorporate uh, the beneficial properties of hemp. Uh, on the other hand, uh, when you're talking about growing hemp, its impact on the environment, hemp does have a much lower impact than cotton, which does require quite a few pesticides, water, and fertilizer. Hemp does not require as much uh, as cotton does. Plus, you get uh, probably, probably about uh, double the amount of fiber per acre from hemp than you do from cotton. Interesting. Okay. So there's... There are benefits and drawbacks to each fiber in and of itself, uh, but some of the main benefits of the hemp textiles is its strength, is its durability, um, and like you said, into the future, we'll be able to process it more so that we can have more variety as far as texture and feel 
love the hemp. So, so what are some of your favorite ways to use hemp fabrics, and what are some of the ways that are being used in the industry? Most All right. Well, what, right. Well, because hemp has some unique properties, we're finding that it's able to get into some niche markets, even ones that I had not uh, anticipated. Uh, for example, hemp is extremely absorbent and has antimicrobial properties and, and is also strong. So these qualities make it actually a really good fabric for a reusable diaper. So a huge market that we have right now is the reusable diaper industry. And it's these companies that are making it from hemp to take uh, advantage of these particular properties. Uh, one favorite of mine, we have been able to, uh, with advanced technology, we have been able to take 100% hemp and turn it into a jersey fabric. And the jersey fabric is what is used to make T-shirts. So when we take a 100% hemp and make a T-shirt, it's very unique and uh, slightly different from a cotton T-shirt. Uh, what you get is a T-shirt that is actually cooler to the touch, a little more breathable, actually more comfortable, and actually has a little bit of a silky feel. It's quite unique, and uh, you get, you know, it's like not quite really what people think of a T-shirt. It's its own unique sort of shirt, uh, like a T-shirt made from 100% hemp, and uh, that that one is one of my favorites. Nice. So you're you're getting that organic feel, and it's also it drapes over the body nicely, but it looks clean and professional. Um, so if companies out there are currently utilizing textiles, but non hemp textiles, and they want to start switching over to hemp, what would be the easiest way for them to start experimenting with hemp? How could they get access to it? Well, a couple of things. One, you know, look at the fabrics they're using and then when approach a company like mine and see what fabrics we have that are, uh, similar to what they're currently using, whether it's a jersey for T-shirts or maybe a denim for jeans or, you know, a nice uh, plain fabric or button-down men's shirt or a woman's blouse, we now can make all of those different types of fabrics with hemp or hemp-blended yarns. And uh, it's no problem. Our company, we have no minimum order. Some people can just order samples of our fabric, see how well it works, see if they like it. And if it works, we can certainly handle the production uh, orders as well. And uh, not hard at all for people to incorporate hemp in their lines. Very cool. And so I know you already mentioned a couple of, of the challenges, but what would be a couple more challenges with hemp fabrics that companies might encounter if they start utilizing hemp fabrics in their product line? Okay, well, probably the biggest one, the most obvious, is a matter of price. Uh, a lot of people don't know it, but uh, you know, things like polyester actually come from petroleum, and with the cost of petroleum being low, these particular fabrics are very low cost. Cotton is actually a subsidized crop. The government actually pays farmers to grow cotton. That tends to keep those prices uh, low. So when we compare, you know, subsidized uh, crops or subsidized fabrics with hemp, which is not subsidized and illegal to grow, we have to import it. The hemp tends to be a little bit more money, uh, not a huge amount. We are able to get uh, some lower price fabrics, but 
you know, usually the biggest diversion we've had uh, from day one is people are a little uh, unhappy that they have to maybe pay a little bit more for the hemp. So that's probably one of the biggest issues we run into. Uh, but, you know, textiles are uh, soft pricing. You have similar textiles for a dollar a yard, you know, all the way up to $100 a yard. So hemp, you know, fits, easily fits right in there. So it's not like it's unusable. Uh, but you have to know your market, you know, when you're beginning to make something. Uh, hemp is also, you know, you're talking about challenges. Sometimes uh, people are used to getting fabrics all, you know, already in any color, any hand, any thickness they want. And since the hemp is still fairly new, we're a little bit, a bit limited in the different types of fabrics and colors that we have at the moment. But, you know, we, we're expanding, and we've been expanding, you know, practically from day one. Uh, other than that, there's really no uh, other uh, obstacle to working with hemp. One thing that I have seen that you might also agree with is sometimes companies will choose a fabric that they want to work with, and they start a product, and then availability might become an issue. Is, is that something that you um, have experienced yourself? Oh, yeah, and that has to do uh, more with the nature of the business. Since uh, we can't grow the hemp here, all of our hemp is imported, so we're bringing it in all the time, And but it does have to be imported from China. And usually from the time it leaves you know, the factory in China until the time we have it in our hands is about a four-week process. And it, it does happen that we get a large shipment and then we get a phone call and the company will literally buy us out of everything we have and it can take, you know, another four to six weeks for us to get more. So it does happen that we do run out occasionally, but we do try to, you know, anticipate ahead and order extra fabrics so that we don't run out, but we can't always know exactly uh, what the demand is going to be. That makes sense. So just planning ahead, understanding that sometimes things are uh, hard to get only because it's illegal. It's, 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 there's a, a, a gap or a buffer of time from ordering the fabric and having it shipped. Um, that's really good to know. And if there was uh, something that you could share with our listeners that they could start doing on a daily basis and immediately you know, start making a transition and, and raising more awareness about hemp, what would you say are some of those things that they could do on a daily basis to spread the word and to bring the cost down and to make it more readily available? Oh, that's very easy. It requires practically no work on the part of the listener. All you have to do is just, all we have to do is just increase the demand for hemp. So when uh, the next time you're out buying apparel, buying accessories, buying shoes, buying a hat, whatever, when you uh, go to the store, ask them if they have any hemp. You know, hey, do you have a hemp hat? Do you have a hemp T-shirt? Do you have hemp jeans? Uh, let mm-hmm. those people know that there is a demand for hemp. Uh, it ultimately does come back to us. That's also the same as people, you know, uh, for the seed products as well. If you're going, you might want to ask for hemp seed oil, hemp seed protein powder, uh, you know, products that may have hemp incorporated in, into them, food products. And the more uh, people begin to ask, uh, the more demand it creates, and it's going to create, you know, more products, more demand for us, which allows us to grow more hemp, which is going to uh, get the cost down and expand the industry. 
Well, I really like that answer because, like you said, it really requires no up, no cost, uh, or no money from the uh, from the listeners. All they have to do is every store that they go into ask, "Hey, do you have a hemp product? Do you have a hemp hat? Do you have a hemp shirt? Or would you be willing to get it?" And that's absolutely a wonderful answer, and I appreciate that. And uh, we just have about two minutes left on the show today, and so. I just want to thank you so much for being here uh, on the show and sharing your knowledge and wisdom. I've been, you know, acquaintances and, and friends with Larry for, gosh, probably almost 10 years now. And if anybody has questions about Hemp Traders Fabrics, uh, I myself am pretty knowledgeable about the fabrics and would love to assist you. The number to call uh, is 805-410-4367. And um, if there is any last comments that you have, Larry, as far as hemp fabrics or uh, letting you know, young entrepreneurs come on to um, this market. Hello? What would you say? Um, what would you say would be one last comment to uh, share with these? Are you here? Are you still there, Larry? You still there? We're... Can you hear me? Okay. We just have about a minute left of the show. Hello. I'm not sure why you can't hear me, but uh, if anybody out there um, would like to do a radio show with us, um, give us a call. Email us at hempaware.com um, or hempaware at gmail.com, and we would be happy to assist you um, you know, with a radio show or if you, if you have a hemp company yourself, and um, we'd love to assist you. Or if, if you have any ideas for hemp shows that you want to hear, Give us a call, 805-410-4367, or check us out at hempaware.com, and we would love to um, hear your ideas and do an episode of, of whatever it is that you feel is most important to know about the hemp industry. So thanks again so much for being on the show today, Larry, and uh, we look forward to empowering your universe. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>